you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Oh, wait, I'm the host? I'm the host, Chris Voss? Oh, my God, welcome to the Chris Voss Show. The ChrisVossShow.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We certainly appreciate you. I don't know why I like that part where it says, and now here's your host. And I'm like, wait, is that me or is that the other gentleman who's on the show with me? But uh, I always get called out as the host. I don't know. I don't know. I just, for some reason, that coin always flips my way. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, we'll check with the lawyers. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. See all the books we're reading and reviewing over there. My books. Go to, uh, youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. You can see everything we're doing there. Review the show on the, on iTunes. Go on to iTunes and hit that review button and tell very much how much you love the show. If you don't love the show, just skip it then. Uh, <laughs> Go to all our groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, our big LinkedIn newsletter and LinkedIn group as well. And uh, fun is fun. Thanks for being here once with us again. We have a prolific author on the show with us. His name is Peter Christian. He's the author of two books. The first book we'll be talking about is called Influences and Influencers. How our relationships affect and shape us. This came out November 25th, 2020. I think he's going to plug his other book. What about the vermin problem? A guide to avoiding damaging business practices. So that'll be quite interesting as well. He's going to be on the show talking to us about everything he's done and how he's done it. He was a founder, a founding partner and president at Enterprise Systems Partners Incorporated, a prominent business consulting company in Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley or Lay Valley. I'm not sure. I've clearly never been to Pennsylvania. In that time, he worked with more than 300 clients throughout the United States and Europe, and he helped clients succeed in many key areas of business development. He is now welcome on the show, and welcome to correct me on how to pronunciate Pennsylvania's Valley proper. Welcome to the show, Peter. How are you? I am well, and it's Lehigh Valley. Lehigh? Wow. Okay. There you go. I I mean, technically, it's Lehigh. Duh. Here in, here in Utah, where we're at, we have Lehigh as well, and it's pronounced L-E-H-I. Uh, but clearly I know where Joseph Smith got his his origin story from. He must have, not about Pennsylvania. So there you go. Not that he wrote a work of fiction, but he did. But welcome to the show. We certainly appreciate you coming on. I've always wondered where he got Lehigh from and Nephi and all that stuff. And now I know. So give us your plugs, your .coms, where people can find you on the interwebs. Okay. Well, I have a website that talks about my books. I also blog on there. And it talks about me in general, and that's Pete, P-E-T-E, ChristianBooks.com, okay? And that's all one word, PeteChristianBooks.com. You can also catch me on LinkedIn. If you look up Peter Christian and look for author and professor and all that good stuff, you should be able to find me. And last but not least, if you want to get in touch with me, you can always email me at my initials, P-H, Christian and the number 53 at gmail.com. So any one of those three will get you to me. Yeah, and Christian's a beautiful name, too. It's actually my surname, my birth name, surname, birth name, whatever. But we go with Chris. So okay. I don't know, but uh, Christian's always a good name. Anyway, so you, you've, got, you've written these two books. Let's talk about the first one, Influences and Influencers. 
Okay. That one actually was the second one I wrote. We'll oh, I'm sorry. About that first. That's okay. And that was, as I started to think back on my life and my career and the people who really had an impact on that, on upbringing, how I think today, how I act, uh, how I react and so forth. It, it got me thinking about how blessed I really am that I had so many good people in my life that really helped me out and looked out for me. Even when I didn't ask for help, they were there to help me and, and to do things for me. Started in school. Well, it started with my parents, of course, but it, it started in school. I had lots of great teachers who were wonderful instructors to me and continued into my business life with some really wonderful bosses. I read a lot of stuff about how bad bosses are these days, but I had some wonderful ones who were really, really good and encouraging and, and mentored me and so forth. So what I'm trying to do is point out to people that you, you all probably have those types of people in your lives too. Sometimes you take it for granted or you just don't think about it. Hopefully you will both in the business sense and also uh, in, in life in general, because there are a lot of people who are pulling for you and are, are there to, to give you a hand when you really need it. So that's what that one is all about. Uh, and that was started because I wrote the first book and the person I was working with at the time said, well, nobody ever writes just one book. <laughs> and I went, oh, well, I didn't think about a second book. So she got me thinking about it. And that was the genesis for, for influences and influencers. That's one of the big challenges is you, you get your first book done, you go through the whole gauntlet mm -hmm. and then, and then people are like, okay, I'll start working on that second one. You're like, wait, I just went through hell and back. Yeah. Can we do this again? And we have some pretty prolific authors on that. You know, they're, they're in 30, 35, 60 books. You know, they've got two different channels going of, of, you know, one person detective, another person detective. Mm -hmm. And they, 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 they literally come on the show like every six to nine months. They just, <laughs> they just book it. Like they'll, they'll have, they'll have the second book booked, mm -hmm. uh, on the show when they're appearing on the show. I'm like, you're, I'm seeing you in six months again. And, um, so it's funny how prolific they are. And I, I really admire them because I mean, damn, that's good. I mean, it took me 54 years to write my first book, which means my second book will come out when I'm 108. No, well, we're waiting for it. So, well, so am I. <laughs> I'm going to pace myself. So do you want to, let's delve into a little bit more depth of, of influence as an influencers. Okay. What, what, what are some of the, what, what does it look like at 30,000 feet? What are some things that stand out that we can tease to people about the book? Um, I think uh, looking at yourself and, and myself, yeah, yes. Looking Just at yourself. Me? Yes. Okay. I know that sometimes a scary thing for us. Yeah. If you've uh, seen me lately, yeah. Hey, and really seeing where we fit in the world. There are a lot of people who are very self-important. Other people don't think they are, but they certainly do. And Everyone tells me I'm self-important. Oh yeah. Yeah. Before Was or after payday. It's my last day. Nine X Y's. Okay. Uh, Before after feeding, I like that. That's got, good. I don't that's get into that at all. I have the one wife. So You're not a psychiatrist? No, no, I am not a psychiatrist. Far from it. But it really got drummed home to me one day when I was working, when I first started my career, and the founder of the company with their products and chemicals passed away. And the flag was at half staff outside the office building. And one of my colleagues pulled me over and he said, do you see that there? Mr. Poole died today. Leonard Poole was his name. He said, and you want to know something? He said, uh, 
We will go about doing our business. The company will proceed. We will do everything that we're going to do. It's certainly a loss to uh, us and to the world, but you want to know something, life goes on and never forget that. And, and I never really did. I, it really had quite an impact on me, which is as important as we think we are, and sometimes we are to a lot of people. At some point, we're going to pass on uh, one way or the other, uh, either from where we're working or in, in life in general. And life will go on without us. There are a lot of great people that led us and a lot of great people that will follow us. So while we're here and we do the best job that we can realizing we're really stake, we're, we're stakeholders and we're placeholders. We don't own really what we're doing. We manage it. We do the best. We should do the best that we can. And we should pass it on to the next uh, person or persons and make sure that it's in good shape and then let them take it from there and move it on. So that, that has certainly been a big influence on my life and one of the major things that I think started me thinking about then all the other people in my life that have really done wonderful things mm -hmm. for me. And so you hope people learn from that to that, you know, you need to think about what, what, what your stewardship is in, in the world and what you're mm -hmm. passing on to the future generations? Yep, really. And, and that's what I'm trying to do now. I've gotten involved with teaching and with mentoring students in school and providing some lectures and so forth, and, and even through my writing. So I'm trying to pass on things that I've learned that I think are important, life lessons, you know, what we take for granted and what we shouldn't, and and just basic knowledge that uh, hopefully will help other people. They'll, they'll read it and go, wow, you know, that really uh, makes sense to me. I, I just finished up a a project management class and uh, a number of the folks that I was working with said, I never thought about things the way you're talking about them. And, and that's changed how I'm going to act and, and react when I get involved in projects and, and running projects and so forth. So I think that's important. And like I tell them, you don't have to agree with everything that I say. I, I hope that you don't, that you'll challenge a lot of things, but you'll take you know from it the things that really make sense and, and run with them. And if they don't make sense to you, tuck them away and maybe down the road, you know, it'll, it'll pull it back out again. And it'll make more sense to you when you, you run into a difficult time. So that's what I'm trying to do right now is to, uh, to kind of pass it on to folks before I leave this great globe of ours. Well, that's a definite valid thing. I mean, I think a lot of Stoics and other people talk about that sort of stuff. And it's an important thing to realize your place in the world and give you value. You know, some people... Say if you don't have religion, then you you don't find your place in this world. But that's not true. I mean, I'm an atheist, and and I still believe in you know doing good to others and and the golden rule and and you know the fact that you know you're this is a place that you come to and you want to leave the place better than when you came. Although I'm probably gonna leave some underwear and socks in the corner. That's easy. My okay. <laughs> I don't that either in the books, but you know, again, uh, maybe in book number four, I'll get in. Maybe that should be a book I should do. Make the world a better place, but still leave your underwear and socks in the corner. Yeah, but you've know. got 54 years to wait for it. So. That's true, which means those socks are probably going to really need to get washed. They're really going to need to get washed. They're really going to need to get washed, which is probably why I have eight XYs or nine XYs or however many I said it was. The I've been yelled at before for that, too. Have you? The, oh, yes. I've been... I've been threatened with breakups and and uh, stuff for for the heinous crime of leaving my socks and underwear on the floor in the morning uh, and then going to work. It's it's I don't know. I'm working on being a better man, but it's it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> uh, but you haven't gotten to that part yet. Well, it's easier to leave 
It's either, never mind. It's easier just to get divorced than to work on the, that whole thing. There's some things you have to draw the line on. It's a lot cheaper to get a new pair of socks than a new wife. <laughs> well, I mean, then I got to pick them off the, off the floor. But anyway, I'm the just, wife or the socks. Both. What that means either that was that that didn't come out as funny as I thought it would be. But uh, you know, I mean, she was on the floor going, "I can't believe you." you she dropped to the floor going, I, "I can't believe you left your stupid socks." I'm leaving. I'm crying. Anyway, so anything more we want to touch on on this book, Influences and Influencers? Well, there's a lot of good things in there. I, I think another important part is to never forget where you came from. Mm. Uh, I run across people all the time, and you wonder, you know, what they're, they're different than they were before. As they yeah. rise in, you know, the ranks in their business or, you know, they get some money or whatever, they, they get a little funny about things. I have... One story I wrote about as I got promoted at Crayola Corporation, where I work, I went to uh, visit one of our plants and I was meeting with the plant engineer and we got all done. And he said, thanks a lot, Pete, for uh, talking with me. And I kind of did one of those, huh? And he says, yeah. He said, now that you're, you're a director, he said, you know, I really appreciate that you take the time. And I said, well, Alan, why wouldn't I? And he says, oh, you'd be amazed at how many people get promoted to your level or even above your level and, and never talk to us again. And I thought to myself, that's nuts. And I said to him, that'll never happen. We've been friends. We'll continue to be friends. We do business together. We like each other. You know, we socialize and I, I would never forget you, you know, and, and quite honestly, the rank that I'm at, you know, has nothing to do with that. It, it just means I have some more responsibilities and headaches and, and all that stuff. But that, that really struck me that somebody would thank you for talking to them because they felt that you were at a level now that uh, you weren't going to deal with them anymore. So uh, I, I want to tell people, don't do that. Don't, don't forget, you know, where you came from and, and who your friends were, because they're still your friends, at least as long as you want them to be. And, and again, don't take it for granted because those are the honest people. Those are the good people. So, so yeah. that's something else. So there's different pieces in there about that, about, again, like I said, things that really had an impact on me, you know, just kind of like, wow, you know, I, I just never thought about that before, but I, I certainly need to and, and spend more time on it. Yeah. You know what I do? I always mail those people Christmas cards and say, yeah. thanks for letting me use, use the stepladder on the way up to the top. <laughs> no, I don't do that. No, I, I do have a rule in life and my yeah. rule in life is be nice to the nice people. Don't hurt them. Be right. viciously mean to the mean people. So I try and be a good judge. And, and when I come across evil people that, you know, that mistake kindness for weakness and they, yeah. you know, they, they're just bullies that go around screw with people. I, I show them what a bully is, but you know, my father taught me that don't be nice to the nice people. They're, yeah. you know, they're, they're the nice people. You, you need, you have to separate the, the we from the chaff. You have to go, you know, cause some people, someone's mean to them or they get bullied by a person. Then they're just awful to everybody. And, you know, then it's the whole pass me down thing where it's, you know, uh, paying it forward only instead of being, you know, crappy to someone honking at them in traffic and screaming at your thing, then they go to their day job and yell at somebody. And then that person who gets yelled at, you know, it's, there's, there's a few different stories or examples yeah. of how, you know, it gets passed down when you, when you're ugly to people who are nice. And, uh, and so, yeah, we should and do I that. do talk about that. I talk about, you know, not everybody in our life is pulling for us. Not everybody is going to be our friend. 
and we have to separate that out. And I, it's not so much being mean or vicious to them. Just try not to deal with them as much as you, you can. Sometimes you have to, if you're working with them or if they're your boss or something like that, but you know, find a way to, to work around it, but uh, spend as little time as you have to and, and spend your time with the good folks. You'll learn from the bad people too. You'll learn what you don't want to be and don't, what you don't want to do. And it's funny when I talk to students who are, you know, are doing internships and they'll come to me and say, Pete, you know, I was just dealing with so-and-so and, and, you know, I can't believe what they're saying or doing. And what I say to them is you're, you're early in your career. When you get to the point where they're at, remember what you didn't like and don't do it to other people. Okay. Don't forget that. Okay. Again, going back to where you came from and how you got treated. If you like how you got treated, pass it on. If you don't like it, don't pass it on, tuck it away and say, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to be that kind of person. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I try to, again, you know, give the benefit of the, of my wisdom as small as it may be to others so that they, they don't make some of the mistakes and, and, and go through some of the things that I might've gone through. Yeah. You know, Marcus Aurelius in Stoics and stuff talked about how, you know, be a little bit more patient with people because they're, they're struggling, they're going through their things and, and sometimes you don't need to intervene on their stuff. And then George Carlin just said, well, people are just fucking stupid sometimes. Yes, they did. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's both those yes, avenues of thought. Yeah. Uh, and both uh, have some truth to them. Too. They certainly do. It's interesting. Yeah. But so, so do, do we kind of have the tease out on influencers? Influences, I think so. And influencers I mean, we could spend a lot of time talking about it, but then people won't want to. Yeah, we want, we want so people to buy the book. We you want can't to tell buy everybody. the book. Yeah. It's got it's tease a great them. book. And so this is a good teaser. So there you go. Yeah. And so your your first book, what about the vermin problem? Mm -hmm. A guide to avoid damaging business practices. And those vermin, I think, are chewing on my socks in the corner at this point. Are they? I've been there so long. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this should be some good day. Give us an overview of that book, if you would. That one was one that I really did think about through my working career. Think about the first, second one, or no, I didn't. Okay. At all, not until Rena said to me, "You got to write a second book." Okay. And she, you didn't give me another choice. You said you got to. So I did. Uh, there's a lot of there people in my life who tell me what to do, and I do it. I salute and go, yes, yes, ma'am. But This uh, is why you're still married, and I have nine wives, and my socks are there you go. around the corner. Yeah, but you haven't learned. Well, I mean, you keep adding. And I learned I learned something, so. <laughs> I only have one who wants stuff. I had, I had two choices. Once, uh, yeah. yeah. I, you, I had two choices, get rid of the person complaining or fix the problem. And I, yeah. I fixed one of the problems. <laughs> okay. That's our callback joke for this. But yeah. I did really think about what about the vermin problem, uh, because mm. as I was dealing with, um, some really good clients and some not so good clients and some strange things would happen or some very good, interesting things would happen. I'd say, you know, someday that needs to be in a book. And I, talk to my coworkers and, and so forth and say that. And they go, absolutely. So they weren't going to write a book, um, but I kept thinking about it. And then one day I said, well, now's the time. You know, I had hit 54 plus. So I went a little bit beyond 54 to write the first book. Mm -hmm. And I, I put down my thoughts and, and I wrote about it. And I, I picked 12 things that had really struck me. Some that were very good, some that weren't so good, and some that were pretty bad from damaging practices. Mm -hmm. And I had the book written, but then I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know where you went next. And that's when I wound up dealing with Rena, who had written books before and, and 
point kind of coached me through. And she told me everything I did long, like writing the book before I knew what I was going to do with it. So we, we correct <laughs> book number two. <laughs> so you keep learning. You, you never, yeah. like I said, you know, women in my life tell me what to do. And I just salute and say, yes, ma'am. And I do it. I did that. I wrote my book without any sort of outline or whatever. And I just, yeah. I just did it as it came together. I, I ran like I run my businesses and yeah, somewhere around 50,000 words. They said to me, Oh, you're supposed to sit down and write a, an outline for it or, you know, like what it's going to be for and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know. This thing's already written. What do you want me to do now? I don't, don't say we got I can't, can't put it back in a can now. No, you can't. So we organized it and we put it into different sections. Again, the good part and the not so good part and the really bad. And again, you learn from each one, you know, in the really good, I had clients who listened to me and, and did what I told them to do because they were really committed and, you know, they were paying their money and they wanted to get uh, something out of what they were paying for. And, uh, by and large, they did very, very well. And then I had some who didn't listen so well who wanted to be the know-it-alls and prove to me how smart they were while paying me for it, which was really interesting. And of course they didn't pay attention and, and did some things not so good and got in a lot of trouble. So we categorized each and kind of tied them together. And you know, even the, the part, what the title, what about the vermin problem goes back to one of the, the situations I had, it was a client that I was working with, but we were looking at, they needed to expand their facility, whether they were going to add on to the building or, or get a brand new building. And we were doing myself and, and another person were doing analysis on it and we'd ask questions and we'd get answers and then they changed their answers and they'd give us information. We'd, it was kind of getting to be a real mess. And finally we said, we're putting the stake in the ground and this is as far as we're going to go with it. We're going to use the information they had. So we, we, we decided that we were going to expand the building and we reorganized it, relayed it out. And we sat down to meet with them and we're having the meeting with the owner and his daughter, who was kind of being bred to take on the company. Mm. And we present the thing and we had moved the manufacturing where the, the inventory, the storage was and the storage where the manufacturing was. And they said to us, well, what about the vermin problem? <laughs> there was that deathly silence and I'm looking at my coworker and he's looking at me and we asked the obvious question, what vermin problem? What vermin problem? And they said, well, we're in an old mill that was converted and it con con converted a number of years ago. And they said, we still have vermin in it, which I took to mean rats and mice and so forth. And right where you want to put the manufacturing is where they collect. Well, that's where all the material was stored. So you're thinking, okay, so they're getting into your material and you not having a problem with that. But if they get out on the production floor, you do. Second thought is, did you ever hear of exterminators? Third is we've been to plenty of plants, you know, particularly food processing. And if you've been there, you'll see that they have little traps for the vermin because it attracts uh, little, little rodents and they... <laughs> them clean so forth and they basically just kind of threw everything out that we did because of the vermin problem and we thought to ourselves we worked with you for eight months maybe nine months and in that whole time that never came up and we said tell us all the important stuff and that never came up so that's a, a part on communication about how if you expect people to do things for you and to do them well You've got to communicate. You've got to tell them the information that they need to know so that they can process and, 
and give you the best advice that they can. And when you leave stuff out like a vermin, you're going to run into issues and, and, and problems. So again, life lesson about dealing with people. And, and I'm a big proponent, again, uh, through the project manager course I'm teaching about communication. Uh, if you don't communicate well, don't be surprised when things don't work out or, or, or turn out to be bad for you because uh, you haven't given people the things that they need to know in order to do their jobs and do them well. A lot of a lot of leaders fail in that way, don't they? Where they think they've communicated the vision or communicated what they want executed, and because they do it poorly or they haven't opened up the aperture enough of, of, of what they truly want, you know, like maybe they say they want this and, you know, it turns out they want that. That causes problems. Is that Right. Because they don't follow up. They blurt, blurt something out. <laughs> and you know, as well as I do, that you hear things and you put a spin, your own spin on it. Mm -hmm. Well, they might have a slightly different spin. And if they don't talk to you and say, okay, now, did you understand what I said? Do you know where I'm coming from? Do you know what it is that I'm expecting? If they don't ask that, if they just blurt it out and leave, well, you're going to follow what you thought was the right thing. And it might not be according to what they wanted. And now you've got a disconnect. The picture I love is where they're, they're doing the transcontinental railway and they're coming to where they're going to join from the east and the west and they're off by nine inches. <laughs> okay. Well, I've seen uh, that a lot in my consulting career. I saw a lot wow. of being off by nine inches, maybe even by a foot because of, of poor communication. And then you stand there and you go, well, how did that happen? Because you didn't communicate well. You didn't take yeah. the time to find out if people really understood what you were talking about, but shame on you. And, and that's what I try to get across to the, the students I'm teaching project management to. It's up to you. Yeah. It's important to you. You're responsible for everything, all the screw-ups and everything else. And if you don't make sure that it happens correctly, shame on you because you didn't communicate well. And I had that happen to me in one of the last projects I did. I mm -hmm. had two experienced guys who were working on something. We were laying out a, a warehouse. And I asked them, I said, do you have everything together? And they said, absolutely. Everything is done. We get into the meeting and the two guys are arguing with each other over the details. Now, usually what I would do is I'd say, do you have everything? Okay, show me and let's just go over it. But I kind of took the easy route and said, ah, that's okay. You know, you guys have 20 plus years experience. I trust you. Mistake. Okay. Trust, but verify. So we had a terrible meeting. It was one of the worst meetings I ever had in my career. And it was at the end of my career. And I blamed it on myself because I didn't take the time. So shame on me. So we had to do some corrections and we looked foolish in front of the client. You know, three people with 20 plus years of experience and, and we're arguing with each other in front of the client. It was one of the saddest experiences I've ever had and hopefully never will have again. I learned from it. I won't do that anymore. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, as a leader, I had to do that a lot. I, I'd ask myself to have I communicate effectively. Do they understand the mission? Do they understand the goal? And a lot of times when I would fail, I would find that there was that disconnect between my communication and theirs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would fire them anyway, even though it was my fault. Yeah. But no, I'm just kidding. The, but no, I would, I would take responsibility and own it as a good leader and, and say, okay, uh, I screwed this up. Here's where I could do better. And here's where I need to do better. You know, there are times when you, you tell, no matter how much you talk to your blue in the face, they, uh, they're still going to screw it up. And like you say, they put their own spin on it. But 
trying to break through to that and make sure. And of course, I guess there's ways to manage that as well. Come to think of it where, you know, you do follow up, make sure that you're still on the path that you set forth. And, and that way you can, uh, more quickly get on top of deviations of that path. Yeah. Yep. So you, you learn, you know, we, mm-hmm. we tend to still make mistakes. We're all human. That's why one of the best bosses I had, he said to me back when we still use pencils, for those of you who don't know, that's a writing instrument, lead in it, and, and a little eraser on the end. He says, why do they put erasers on pencils? He said, because we all make mistakes and we've got to fix them. So, and again, that stuck with me. Of It's okay to make a mistake. Just do something about it. Don't leave it for the next person, you know, to, to clean up. You clean up your own mistakes, fix them up, get it right, and move on. And, and that's why they also have all delete keys on the computer. Yeah, reason, right. For for me with the ex wives, eight ex wives, they uh, that's why I had the uh, divorce courts. The uh, I don't know, just <laughs> I just keep calling back that joke. That joke's right. on callback mode. <laughs> See, I, I'm like you're going to get a call tonight. Eight of them, probably, probably eight, then nine, eight. I can't keep track. I think one's divorcing me now, so it's almost oh, nine. Or okay, I can't remember if it's nine going on ten or eight going on nine. But uh, I have had people write me and be like, "How many divorces do you do really have?" Because you said six, and then you had. You know, I just, I just call back that joke all day long, but uh, one of these days I will pick up those underwear and those socks in the corner, but they, they, they kind of add a nice kind of ambiance. They, they go well with the plant right there and stuff, but I don't know what that means. Anything more we want to touch on with your book? Is the vermin problem ever the people themselves? Cause I've had some pretty oh, toxic people in my office, including myself. Is it ever like the people instead of the practices? Uh, it can be. Again, there I've met some business owners. You you wonder how they are in business, why they are in business. They're not nice people. Okay, uh, not and you find that out when you see how they treat their own people. Then you know that they're not going to treat you any better than that. Because if you're not treating the people who work for you well, you're certainly not going to treat anybody else well. They think that they know it all, okay, and yet they've got you in there because they got a problem, but then they don't want to listen. And I've walked away from a couple of engagements so where I just couldn't take it anymore. I had had enough and I said, that's it. It's not worth it. And, you know, good luck to you. Okay. I hope you do well, but you're not doing it with me anymore. I'm not going to be your punching bag or to try to, you know, cuddle up to you and tell you how wonderful you are and, and, and so forth. I, I don't do that. I, I tell you the truth because that's what you're paying me for. That's where I earn my money and you'll succeed if you, you, do what I'm telling you to do. But if you keep doing what you're doing, that's back to insanity, doing the same thing over and, and expecting a different result. And I don't want to play that game. So, Is it okay if the, to, to kill off the people that are vermin, uh, to put arsenic in their coffee yeah. or, no. or set up like no. traps, you know, like bear no. traps and stuff? No, they okay. have laws against that. You would like Note to, to self you can did... think about it, yeah. you know, you can, yeah. like Jimmy Carter said, you can sin in your heart, but just don't take it out. Put it in practice. Damn, I always got that the wrong way, the opposite way. Note to self, take down the bear trap in aisle nine. All right, so there you go. Anything more you want to touch and tease on about your books and your experience? No, I think they're both great reads. Hopefully Mm -hmm. uh, your listeners will be curious enough to to want to see what other pearls of wisdom are in. And uh, they're great reads. They're easy reads. And and they've got a lot of good stories in there. And you'll relate to them. People that have read them that I've talked to have told me, 
I have I have somebody in my life like that, good or bad or whatever the case may be. Or like in my class, you know, I was talking about one thing with incentive systems. And I said, if you have a project team, you need to make sure that they all share in the incentives, any bonuses that you get. And the one lady said, wow, you know, I've always gotten bonuses, but the people on the team haven't. I'm going to change my practice and I'm not going to share that with everybody. So again, it hit her all of a sudden it was like, you know, he's right. It's a team and you should all share in the benefits of what you're doing because it wasn't just you that it, it was a group of folks and you really need to, to, to recognize that, share it with them. So you do have that impact. Again, people will find things that hit them, that strike them. And, and that's what you want to do. Uh, and, and the things that don't, and fine, just ignore them and move on, you know. But again, I think they'd be great reads and, and you would really enjoy them. There you go. There you go. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on. We've certainly yeah. learned a lot today. And uh, Peter, give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs to get to know you better. Okay. Again, it's PeteChristianBooks.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can find a lot of information out about me, about my speaking and my writing and my books and, and so forth. Or go on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't have a .com for that. But if you go on LinkedIn and put in Peter Christian and and you'll probably find a whole bunch because there are quite a few Peter Christians, and, but not too many that are authors and, and adjunct professors and so forth. You, you can find me there and you'll, you'll learn a lot more about me. And I've write, written a lot of articles that are also posted there that you can read besides the books. So just this thing, as I'm out walking the dog, me and I have a talk, he and I have a talk and, and he gives me some really good ideas about things to write about. So I just write about life in general and, and how it can help you. There you go. Help you. There you go. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. It was enjoyable. There you Good go. Luck with wife number ten or eleven or whatever number. Yeah. That. Well, it depends on how we work out the whole socks and underwear situation. So there's that. It sounds like uh, you'll be on ten or eleven. Doesn't sound like that's going away anytime. I mean, you got to get a two G's around off number. I, I always feel like you got to end up with even numbers, right? You've got to. I don't like odd numbers, so might as well run, go for ten. It's a good, it's a good round number. It's easy to remember. But yet, I had an argument with a VP. I was just in facility planning, and we had two plants, and he said we should have an odd number. And I said, well, he says it should either be one or three or five or something. I said, well, why is that? And he says, I don't know, but it, it should just be an odd number. So well, we we would agreed to disagree about that because I couldn't figure that out. But. He was probably left-brained or something. I have no people. idea. So, <laughs> are you one even? He wants odd. Uh, I'll get, can you give him the numbers of my ex-wives? So uh, no, maybe the, they can all work he out. He passed away, so we oh. don't argue anymore. Oh. But, uh, I think that's what my ex-wives are hoping I'll do. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for coming on, Peter. Thanks to the audience for tuning in and putting up with uh, all of our callback jokes. Go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss at the bell notification button. Go to uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those crazy places those kids are playing these days. The big LinkedIn newsletter, the 132,000 LinkedIn group as well. Join that. And I think I covered all of it. Uh, be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.